Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Perception is a funny thing, isn't it? <laughs> like if I were to tell you, hey, your hair looks great. Oh, and also it looks like you have something in your teeth. What would you focus on? Would you like pick up your step and walk around with a little extra pizzazz because I said that your hair looked great? Or would you not even hear the compliment because you were so focused on figuring out, oh no, what is in my teeth? When did it get there? And how many people have seen it? <laughs> I'm willing to bet that you probably wouldn't even remember the compliment. And if you did, then you might even think, oh, but she was just saying that so I wouldn't be as embarrassed about my teeth. And isn't that funny? Like we receive a positive compliment and then also just a general comment, right? In this case, a helpful one. And our brain just decides to focus on what it is that we have deemed as negative. And sometimes we do this to ourselves. So when I was attending the life coach school, I had just completed one of my practicum coaching calls. And during these calls, we take turns coaching each other and then we offer up feedback. And as soon as my turn had finished, I instantly started judging myself. I was focusing on what I didn't have time to accomplish in my session. I was focusing on questions that I thought I maybe should have asked. And I was focusing on the things that I just generally didn't think I did very well. But the feedback that I received from my classmates focused mostly on the things that I had done well during my session. They told me that I held space well. They told me that they loved my questions and even listed some specific ones that they liked. They told me that they loved how I sought clarity around my client's situation. And observing that difference between the feedback I gave myself and the feedback I received from my classmates kind of got me wondering a bit more about the human brain and how we train it. <laughs> what are we choosing to see? And are we choosing it on purpose? So I self-coached a bit after that practicum call, and I decided to watch the replays of that class and setting the intention as watching them to look for the things that I did well. And when I was looking for the positives on purpose, then I was actually able to find ample evidence that I was doing pretty well as a coach. I really was holding space well. And I did a great job asking clarifying questions. And I could see that I was also pretty awesome at asking questions from a place of genuine curiosity, free of judgment. And I was doing a pretty good job. But my brain had been trained to look first for the things that I wasn't doing well. And I think that we all tend to do that at times. We tend to be hardest on ourselves and we tend to compare our worst with somebody else's best. And we tend to only focus on what's in our teeth <laughs> rather than our great hair day. And because we've practiced this way of thinking for so long, it can take some practice and some intention to learn to see on purpose, to seek out the positives, to rewrite our self-story, to intentionally seek out evidence of the things that we're doing well. Our brain is always working and it will find what it is looking for. And so one of the big jobs that we have as humans is to learn to become the boss of our own brains. And that's what coaching has been very helpful for me for is just becoming a boss of my brain. And I help my clients do it all the time. I love it. So don't let your brain run amok. <laughs> if left unattended, your brain will create chaos and insecurity. So instead, just intentionally give your brain an assignment and tell it what to look for. So for example, rather than letting your brain show you all of the reasons why you and your partner aren't connecting in the way that you would like, intentionally ask your brain to look for ways that you and your partner can connect. 
rather than letting your brain replay that same story of abandonment over and over again, intentionally give your brain the assignment to look for ways that your life is super amazing right now in this very moment. Rather than letting your brain tell you all of the reasons why you're stuck, intentionally give your brain the assignment to look for simple ways to create momentum. What might happen if you were intentionally looking for all of the things that you're doing well right now? What might happen if you focused on the good hair day? What might happen if you focused on the sunshine? What might happen if you noticed your negative thought loop and intentionally chose something different? Because as you know, from listening to this podcast, there are always thoughts attached to our negative self-talk, right? So in the case of this practicum call, I was making it mean I wasn't ready as a coach. I was making it mean I wasn't good enough. I was making it mean that I wasn't as good as some of my classmates. But that was just a story in my head, and stories are not facts. Sometimes we may even know that our brain is looking for the negative, but at the same time, we don't know how to process it to get out of our funk. So we know that we should change our thoughts and we try, but we keep falling into that same path of thinking, which keeps creating the same result we've always got. And sometimes changing your thought is as quick as a thought, right? But other times it is really important before we can transform our thoughts and beliefs into something more supportive. We really need to take the time to feel and process what is going on for us and really feel into what that belief has created for us. And that's all part of self-awareness, right? Seeing how it's impacting us in all the different ways. So let me share a personal experience with you. And this may also just offer up one possible idea of how to create space for emotional processing. So before I started coaching, I was kind of in a bit of a rough spot emotionally, and I had identified the belief I had that I needed to prove myself. I needed to prove that I was enough. I needed to prove that I was valuable. I needed to prove that my needs were actually needs and that they were worthy of being met. <laughs> I needed to prove that I was worthy of time, energy, love, attention. Prove it. And my brain was more than happy to show me all of the reasons why I needed to prove it. But that belief that I needed to prove it didn't serve me. So my brain, while it was in fact trying to be helpful for looking for evidence to, to support my thought that it was true, right? So my brain's wanting to be helpful. So if I'm thinking I need to prove it, my brain's going to give me ample evidence for why I need to prove it. And it's trying really hard to be helpful, but it was in fact making me quite miserable. The thought that I had to constantly be proving myself created a feeling of insecurity. And that feeling caused me to shut down and withdraw for a while. When I was in this emotional place, I just so happened to be listening to the book, Feeding Your Demons. And I don't know how to pronounce the author's name, but I do respect them enough to not try. <laughs> so I will post a link in the show notes if you're interested in, in listening to or reading this book. Um, and also, if it is an Audible link, if you're not familiar with Audible, you can use this link to get your first month free. Um, but yeah, check it out there if you're interested in listening to or reading this book. It's a great read on how to process our emotions and fears and self-defeating patterns. So anyway, I was using this book as a guide and I decided to use paint as my medium to personify this demon of prove it and transform it into something more supportive. So first I painted on a canvas how prove it felt to me. So I painted myself in a cramped cage with a bowl of food just out of reach. I was alone in this tiny cell and frail from malnourishment. And I was trying desperately to prove to my captor that I was somebody worthy of food and affection, that I was worthy of living. I didn't deserve to be in this cramped cell. 
And it was kind of emotional for me to see all the thoughts and feelings that I had attached to this prove it demon. So I sat with all these emotions for a while and took the time to really intentionally feel them, even though they didn't feel great, and just be a witness as to what that belief was creating for me. So that thought of prove it caused me to feel frantic and hungry for love. There was some desperation there. I was feeling unseen, unheard, and dependent on others. So again, I just allowed myself time and space to feel into that in my body. And as I was doing that, I realized that there was another layer happening there. There was something else coming up for me. So I diluted some white paint and kind of put a cloudy film over this cage and the girl in the cage. And that kind of represented feeling like I was maybe under a cloak of invisibility. It was there to represent how it felt trying so desperately to prove self and to call out my worth. But ultimately, it didn't really matter how much I yelled because the one that I was trying to prove it to, they couldn't see me or hear my muffled cries anyway. So again, I just let myself feel into that. After I'd processed that a bit, I asked the question, okay, what does this caged girl need? And I knew that she really needed a hug. (laughs) She needed to know that she was loved. She needed to know that she was enough. So I imagined opening that cage and hugging this girl, just pulling her into my arms. And I told her, I love you. You're enough. You don't have to prove anything. You are worthy of all this and more. And then I felt into that. And at this point, I kind of switched which one I was identifying with, right? So then I could feel into how does it feel to be held and to hear those things that I'd been longing to hear. So I felt and processed those emotions. And then I put a new layer on the canvas. And this new image covered the cage that was now open, right? I'd I'd freed the girl. And I painted myself as a princess surrounded by many bowls of food representing abundance. And at the top of the page, I wrote enough and more. And again, I just took the time I needed to sit with and process that new belief of I'm enough. And to see the feelings that that thought would create for me, right? So in this case, as I'm thinking the thought, I am enough and more, it created a feeling of peace, calm, and abundance. And I noticed how those new emotions felt in my body, and they felt amazing. (laughs) So now, again, I covered my canvas. I just kept layering it one on top of the other as I would feel and process. I just kept adding layer after layer. So this time, I painted the entire canvas red to represent grounding, you know, like the root chakra is red. So I did it red to represent grounding and just rooting down deep into this new belief. And I added some splashes of yellow and green to represent self-confidence, inner light, and self-love. And then I painted something on top of that. And it's probably a little bit silly. I, I'm just going to let you know up front. I'm talking about this artwork I'm doing. I just need you to know I'm not an artist. <laughs> My daughter is an amazing artist. So our living room has all these beautiful canvases all around it with all this beautiful artwork. And this work of art that I'm describing to you, it is currently in my living room. And probably people see it and think, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's a little bit out of place, but I love it because of what it means to me. So I'll I'll tell you what is on my top layer of canvas (laughs) in my living room, but I painted a bowl of pudding. And you know why? Because the proof is in the pudding. 
I don't need to prove that I have worth. I don't need to prove to anybody that I have value. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in my life. I see evidence of my love in how I greet my kids and my husband when they get home at the end of the day. I see evidence of the joy I bring to others when I see somebody smile. I see evidence of my hard work when I see how consistent I've been in posting content on on my social media and, and even on this podcast. The proof is already there. I don't need to prove it to anybody. They can just look at my life and know where I stand. I am enough. And I don't have to prove myself to anyone. I am me. And you are you. And all of us are worthy of love and time and affection just because we exist. And that's pretty cool. So how long had I been playing that broken record of prove it in my mind? I honestly have no idea. But I'm certain that there are many other recovering people pleasers out there playing the exact same tune. But once I was able to identify what was coming up for me and what those thoughts were creating, I was better able to become the boss of my own brain and give it the job of intentionally seeking out all of the ways that I just have value and that I add value into this world. And that's far more self-sustaining and supportive than just letting your brain run wild and fill in the gaps in your unsupportive stories. Choose to see on purpose. Choose to see your contributions on purpose. Choose to see your ability to love others on purpose. Choose to see your own lovability on purpose. And for crying out loud, definitely choose to see your good hair days on purpose. <laughs> you're an amazing human and you're doing amazing things. And sometimes your brain is going to tell you stories that aren't very supportive. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your brain. It just means that you have a regular human brain. <laughs> but once you're able to recognize your self-created story, it's important to know that it is 100% up to you what you choose to do with it. You can choose to keep playing it in your mind, or you can choose to process your emotions around those unsupportive beliefs and transform them into something that's more supportive. But whatever you choose to do, just make sure you're choosing it on purpose. I love you, and I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, have you been seeing benefit from just listening to the podcast? If so, just think how much more your life could change if we work together. I'm going to be offering a coaching package later this month that will officially be kicking off after the new year. So if you have been wanting to work together, make sure that you've subscribed to this podcast because I'm going to be announcing it here first. And I cannot wait to work with you. Talk to you soon.